Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday, and I am a largely solo Augie Carton. Hall is babysitting on the beautiful beaches of Long Beach Island. Um, so it'll be us and Justin, you're here. I'm here. Cass and, is here. Uh, Cass yeah. is here. What's up, Cass Diddy? What's cracking? How you doing, sir? About to make a sandwich. Nice, nice. What's gonna be on that sandwich? Um, you call it pork roll. So that's well, because that's what it is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You you call it. I got it. You know, it depends what I'm talking to. No, no, no. It's definitely pork roll, no matter who you're talking to. Um, <laughs> so let, let me introduce the let me introduce our accomplices and we'll find out if they know about sausage versus ham. Uh, so with us today, one more remote than the other is Sean and Yoran of Halfway Crooks from Atlanta, Georgia. How you guys doing? Doing well. I'm looking forward to a tomato sandwich later. <laughs> That's it is tomato season. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. So I, the only tomatoes I've had so far are still crunchy, but I'm hoping they come together. Is it warm <laughs> enough down there? Do you guys have good tomatoes already? Yeah, we have really oh, good yeah. tomatoes. Nice. Nice. All right. So guys, halfway crooks. Why not all the way? What, what made you stop? What made you stop halfway? <laughs> um, so we, uh, we started a brewery in like 2019 um, and we kind of wanted to do a, uh, like mixed fermentation and also uh, pretty technical uh, lagers. Um, and uh, Jorn grew up on a sheep farm. So uh, we kind of decided um, we'd, we'd make this uh, oxymoron or kind of borrow this oxymoron of a name um, that meant we were halfway controlling something. Oh, I got it. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's a, also a Mobby reference. Yep. <laughs> so yep. There's that. Which is always um, safe. Yeah. Um, so do you, is it all in one space? Are you, are you doing the cleanest of beers and the dirtiest of beers next to each other? Or do you, do you isolate? Them? We're doing pretty close to each other. There's two separate rooms, um, but we, we haven't had any issues with uh, cross-contamination. We have pretty um, strict SOPs as far as uh, keeping, keeping stuff clean goes, I guess. Nice. Now, Joran, you're actually Belgians. So, uh, did you bring any of the bugs over with you, or, <laughs> or are they all are they all indigenous Georgia bugs? Up, oh, we lost Joran. So, thieves at home, Joran's on the move. He might be I, checking in now. Up oh, there he is. We got him. So, did you bring any bugs with you from Belgium, or are these all indigenous indigenous Georgia bugs? I did not. These are all. Uh cultures that you can readily buy here 
Oh, nice. Um, so you're actually, you're related to Pete Bukart, right? Which I think is worth mentioning because he's one of the few people I've ever seen other brewers be impressed by. As a group, we're not often starstruck, but the last time I was in a room with Peter Bukart, every brewer was like, do you know who that is? I was like, I guess I need to. <laughs> uh, has, has he been, so tell us about, your, I know he's your uncle, but how close are you guys and, and has he given you guys any guidance? I remember him being very funny about how to brew dirty beer. Um, yeah, he's been by the brewery twice, I think. Um, and I actually, I just saw him and he was on vacation in Belgium. And so we're, so was my wife and I. And son. So we saw him real quick at Percet, uh, which is a brewery in Belgium that I helped start. So we, we had a beer over there. Nice. I remember him um, anthropomorphizing. Um, like it, it was so funny. He was talking me through some some cleaning procedures for a dirty house, and he he gave the bugs complete personalities and acted them out for me. And and I remember him being very adorable with his passionate love of bacteria. Anyway, back to you guys, and more important. So, do you, do you fiddle around in the middle? Is, is there IPAs in your world too, or are you the people who've managed to avoid that trap? Uh, we, we still make IPAs. Um, yeah, we make to. a lot of IPAs with lager yeast, actually. It kind of helps with our program. I right, this would be fun. Yeah. Do you call them cold IPAs? Do you call them IPLs? I mean, this is this is, this we is do a topic not. these days. What do you call them? Just IPAs? Just IPAs. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So what's... um. When you say with your lager yeast, do you do you vary your lager yeast lager to lager? Is it what house yeast you're using for most things? We have three lager yeasts that we use. Um, one's a Czech strain. Um, the other two are German strains. One nice. has more of a malty expression. One kind of accentuates hops as far as the German strains go. Is that what you're using for IPAs as well? That one? Yes. Yeah. Right? Yep. Fun. Very cool. All right. So tell us about the Atlanta scene. Um, well, how many brewers do you guys have down there these days? You know, I, I get asked that question a lot, and I never know the answer to it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's growing. I mean, we we had some pretty strict beer laws um, before, so we kind of have a, I guess what you would say the the distribution breweries, which are kind of larger than I would say twenty barrels, were kind of dominant. Um, uh, and in the last couple of years, uh, like like people like us and. Um, a couple of, a couple other breweries have popped up that are a little smaller that kind of focused more on a taproom model. Um, Got it. Because uh, the laws before you had to buy like a, or you, you, you could go on a free tour and you got free beer and then they changed the laws to where you could actually sell beer out of the, out of the taproom. Doesn't so, that sound uh, nice, Augie? Uh, whoa. <laughs> uh, I'm not falling into this trap. I'm not turning this into a New Jersey politics <laughs> episode. But, but, well, I mean, yeah, you would, they would ask you to pay $10 like for the glass. But, so, but right. if you knew the, you know, some people would be like, well, I don't have to pay. And that wouldn't really make the, the brewery that you were going to very happy. No, no. Yeah. We had similar laws and then we changed them. And now they're in the middle of trying to choke us out of the changes. Mm. But like I said, let's talk about Georgia, not Jersey. Um, <laughs> this all sounds fun. So, so how far is your reach? Are you, are you just taproom? Do you guys send any to, but like in the neighborhood, if you're not open, can I get your beers in another spot or is it, is it really just in your town? Um, we, we send beer to um, Columbus, Georgia and Savannah, Georgia. Um, okay. 
and uh, a little bit to Athens, Georgia, uh, where Creature Comforts is, um, and then um, mostly Atlanta, yeah. And then we send some all over the country, but uh, no oh, cans. Cool. It's just uh, in Georgia, it's all uh, kegs. Because I've so seen we, you guys in yeah. I've seen you guys in Brooklyn at least, but it was you guys. It wasn't. It was. It was at an event. You don't distribute all the way up here normally, right? No, we'll send a pallet every couple months up there. I think. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we've been sending beer to, to, to Brooklyn or to New York. Um, we've been sending it to uh, Seattle, uh, Virginia, like D.C. Um, that's you want to not forgetting anywhere else? <laughs> I think that's pretty much the... Yeah, oh, in South Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina, North Carolina. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's very far. How much beer you guys make it a year, like barrel-wise? I think we're probably going to make 1,200 this year, potentially um somewhere around there that's yeah, something around that <laughs> give or take after canning yeah um, it depends how much cast dumps on the floor <laughs> yeah <laughs> how much we drink i guess and the taste that's you know true. yeah that well that's that. that's why that's why god invented the half full um <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move on to beer one let's get started so sean you have the beer right i do and you're on your driving so even if you did have the beer i'd suggest not opening it and pouring it while while you're i do not i do not have beer. <laughs> okay even if you did i'd suggest against driving it's speeding down the highway um so what brings us together on sealess beers a candid conversation of beer what it's doing not what we hoped it would do what we uh what we're where we would drink it not where we got it and uh, to facilitate that usually john and i would be drinking blind i am blind out of black glasses in aluminum foil clad cans mailed to me by by mr kennedy um i will start first because i'm actually i'm a little gun shy on this beer sean so so i might ask you for the details but you wouldn't know this because you and i don't talk regularly but kennedy and Cass probably hear my voice that i'm pretty hung over i was i was at a party <laughs> till the, i can till hear the, yeah yeah till the wee hours of the morning i was i was definitely singing rock and roll at the top of my lungs at a at a friend's house till about four this morning um, but what we were drinking was five ingredient margaritas. And this beer is reminiscent of a five ingredient margarita. And um, it's really kind of like, I can't tell if I love or hate it, but I feel like there might actually even be booze in it. It's so limey and salty. Um, what do you think, Sean? What are you getting out of it? Or is that just my hangover? Is it just a clean lager? And I still have lime and salt in my mouth from last night. I'm, um, I'm picking up on the salt for sure. Uh, and on the nose, I'm getting a lot of, um, like floral notes, like kind of fennel, a little bit of uh, citrus, oh, like lime, like uh, some like a uh, kefir lime. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting beer. Like uh, it's pretty savory uh, in the flavor. Uh, there's there's something there's something going on there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But like I said, it's it's, it's yeah, there is lime <laughs> for, <laughs> for me. For me, it's hitting the margarita nail so squarely. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Like I said, if I wasn't. If I wasn't reeling for margaritas last night, I wonder if I want to just down this thing as as like a like a sports drink almost. You know what I mean? Like it's it's super vibrant, it's super zesty, if you will. Um, but yeah, right now I'm a, I'm a little timid. I'm a little I'm a little afraid to go deep on this one because I feel like it might bring all of my booze back to the front. Um, so <laughs> I mean, it's balanced pretty well. It's got a pretty good bitterness. Um, as well it's not like super bitter but it's just got a nice balance i think yeah and it's and it's not it's not pithy right it's it's like it's it's 
it's zesty, but not, it doesn't taste like the white part of the lime. Correct. Um, yeah. I like it. I like it. I don't know if I'm being completely critical. I don't know why I need it instead of a margarita. But, <laughs> but like I said, that's maybe right now the, you do. Yeah, but it's exactly <laughs> hair of the dog, hair of the dog. But uh, maybe that's because it's hitting it so squarely for me. It really does taste spot on without without that tequila gun smoke. It's. Mm. I'm drinking mine out of a stein, actually. So I, I, oh, I heard beer. you weren't supposed to look at this these beers when you drink them. I guess, right? Yeah, I'm I'm in a black wine glass, and if I look dead into it, I just see white foam. I can't even see a color. It could be a stout. Um, mm, I love the lime, though. I really think the lime is dialed kind of yeah. perfect. Mm. All right, Kennedy, do you have it? I do. Are you drinking it with us? I'm drinking it with you. I, I love your notes. I. I mistakenly bought this beer. I thought it was something else, uh, but I realized after the fact. But I'm kind of kind of surprised by it. Pleasantly surprised. Um, the thieves, the thieves at home know that last week Kennedy sent me a half wrapped beer. This time he sent me literally as if it was welded shut. So I don't know that I'll even be able to unwrap it. Um, but everything is secure this week. It, I had a, I needed a steak knife to open the box it came in. I bought some new, um, foil, <laughs> new foil this week. So. <laughs> well, well done. All right, so uh, let's do the reveal. Let's get back to halfway crooks. Um, what is it? This is from Lawson's Finest. It is Scrag Mountain Pilsner with salt and lime. I thought it was the regular Scrag Mountain Pilsner when I picked it up. I didn't notice the salt and lime. Uh, but yeah, it's a, they say the special version of our traditional Czech Pilsner known affectionately as Scragarita is infused with lime juice and sea salt for a well-balanced dance of crisp and tart. 4.8% alcohol uh, made in Vermont. Sweet. I like it. Me too. I like it. Sean, do you make anything like this with your, with your clean beers? Being a, clean we, beer, um, a halfway really, clean beer specialist? Yeah. We haven't really um, you know, added, added stuff to to the beer in package like we do rattlers um, at the brewery quite often um they usually do they usually sell pretty pretty heavily on the weekends and during the summer um but we like we, rattlers gonna... rattlers at service or rattlers in tank rattlers at service got it got it cool does is any one juice more popular down in georgia I think the traditional, just like lemonade, is is pretty popular. Uh, we like the grapefruit one a lot. I think that's more of like our favorite. Um, we have done some lime rattlers, but those those uh, those those haven't done as well actually. Um, but I, I enjoy maybe, them. Yeah. Maybe some sea salt. Maybe salt. Yeah, maybe, maybe we need to add maybe some salt. salt the room. <laughs> Shawnee Lawson teaching us all lessons. Um, Kennedy, tell me about. So I don't think I know Scrag Mountain Pills. Well, then- is that does that make it to your shop? Yeah, that's like, just the, the standard uh, Lawson's Pilsner. I mean, I think it comes in a different can, but I was, uh, you know, when I buy these things, I I don't always look very closely exactly what it is. So I made the mistake of picking up the salt and lime one, which I probably wouldn't have normally done, but because, you know, my affinity for regular straightforward Pilsners. Um, I do. I do. So, but I was kind of, you know, once I realized my mistake, I've, was kind of intrigued by it and uh i, I was i was surprised I, I really like it i don't usually like these salt and lime beers i, I have a friend who loves all the you know the bud whatever they call them i don't rita's or something i guess those those things that well, come they, 24 hours just say they call this a scragarita scragarita yeah yeah 
but there's a whole line of Bud Light that's like Bud Light Rita or something. There's like a strawberry one, a lime one, a okay. raspberry one. I don't know. I thought those were just seltzers. <laughs> it's hard um, to tell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so let's get back to halfway crooks. I, I love the halfway thing because right now I keep I keep getting stuck between the two questions of of are we talking clean or dirty? So when you guys dirty, um. Are we talking Cezanne? Are we talking full Brett? Are we talking, you know, turbid mash? What, how, how far down that path are you and where are you headed? Uh, we've kind of done, we've kind of done all of those. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, we have a, we had a pretty extensive barrel program when we first opened and um, large productions kind of uh, increased quite a, quite a bit. So we've, we've kind of taken over that space uh, with storage and the barrels are now um, offsite. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we've actually started, uh, playing around with, um, uh, aging loggers in Oak. Um, uh, and then, um, but yeah, the, the mixed fermentation, um, stuff is, is mostly, uh, Saison Brett. Um, we do a lot of fruit, fruited, uh, Saison. Um, we don't really add any, uh, as like lactic acid bacteria or, um, microbes of that nature we usually let the fruit do that um to get the city we want and so, so you you guys are going into your third year now right so mm-hmm. so now you've got some depth to pull from when you're blending right like like how long how long after you opened did you think you were you were comfortable with with where the the wilds were you know what i mean like like yeah i think i think about like six months or so um and yorn maybe can correct me on this the timeline for me is a little hazy <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> quite hectic uh you know we opened in july of 2019 and then uh you know december 2020 about six months in um yeah yeah i would say about six months yeah now do you have your do you have any barrels in there that are now three years old are you finding it's fun to do all that. Or are you trying to keep them no, flipping, we actually, flipping around uh, half a year? We actually use them all, and then we had, you know, like Sean said, we're focusing more on the on the loggers. So hopefully, the next year we can like focus more on breaking up a little here. Yeah, sorry, Yoram. We Yoram, we are losing you. Y'all <laughs> harp or something. I've been I've been watching the uh, I've been watching the Tour de France Femme avec Zwift, and they definitely didn't put the same production money into the ladies' tour coverage as the men's. And the the announcers keep doing what Yoran's doing right now, where I hear the same word, like snap, 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 and then they break back into it. So yeah, this year's Tour de France was amazing. We really enjoyed oh my it. God. Are, um, are you a cyclist? Oh my God, we might. Yeah, lose the yeah, whole we show both are. That's oh, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So how great was this year? It was amazing. Um, oh my God, I'm actually training to do uh, SBT gravel and uh, in Steamboat Springs. So I've been watching it while tra- on the trainer, um, which has been nice. pretty fun. That's amazing. I'm actually doing um, the Trans Pyrenees in October. Oh, beautiful! And because it's in October, I've kind of let my summer get lazy. And then I was watching the Pyrenees week and I was like, you're dead. You... So I, I've in the last, <laughs> that's going to be weeks, quite tough. <laughs> yeah. In the last two weeks, I've been on the trainer every single day for at least an hour. That's good. Because of watching 
watching Vinegar climb those hills. Climb those so easily. You're fucking dead. You're dead. You're not going to make it. You're forgetting the net. <laughs> what, what did he say? I didn't hear him. He said, "You're forgetting Van Art." Oh, uh, nobody's forgetting Van Art. <laughs> so, so I'm so geeky. I have a fantasy team, and I had Van Art and Vinengard on it. So I won this year. So, oh wow, that's awesome! I, I will never forget them. All right, let's talk about beer two while we drone on about cycling. I, we definitely just lost everybody listening. They're like, "Oh god, it's, it's <laughs> bad enough when who considers it's a bike bad drink. enough when he does wine. How dare he talk cycling?" Um, so beer two is is classic, yeah. Like I need to uh, pour that actually. I haven't done that yet. Oh, pour it. it's it's the so and again, it's a stovepipe and it feels strong. I can't believe. So we had um, Kennedy sent us 90 minute in a can this size a couple weeks ago. And then I was up at Industrial Arts visiting Jeff O'Neill and he's putting his IPA in one of these cans. And, and my instincts go against beers this strong in these cans. But clearly, I'm, again, completely wrong on the market. So at the stores now, well, at least in my neighborhood, the, all of the cans this size are approaching 10% alcohol. All of them. It's, it's crazy. So are we just, is it just a, a slot? Hello, Sunday. What the seven fifties used to be. I don't know. You know I mean? I'm like, not sure. But, but it's not the type of beer that would be in a seven fifty, right? No, no. Well, it used to be right. So this just feels to me like we can, we can talk about it. Are you drinking it, Sean? Are you up to speed here? I am. Yes. It's very so, classic. Um, yeah. It just tastes like an oily West yeah. coast IPA. Right. Um, but so what was the one somebody out West used to do one of those original hop pun hoppy IPAs in a seven fifty, and they used, um, they used, you know, CO2 extract hop oil in it. And I remember it being like a big fucking deal, but every time I got it, it was skunked. So I never, I never got to know oh, it, he- but it was, you're yeah. saying 750. I think you mean 22 ounce, right? Like a well, I'm talking about the bottles, right? Bomber yeah. bottles. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. 22 oh, yeah. Ounce. yeah. Not I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Absolutely right. But yeah, so one of the Lagunitas, probably. One of the like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was it called? You're right. It was like. I know. Uh, shit. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, but you know what I mean? So it was yeah, that yeah. beer. But this tastes like that kind of beer, but taken care of by a can. Right. So the cans are better, but this, right? This is a strong beer. Sean, does this taste strong to you? It tastes very strong. Yeah, it tastes very strong, <laughs> but I'm here for it, you know? Yeah, but I feel like it's a lot of strong beer. Like if I drink this whole can, well, I'll be right back where I was a couple hours ago, I guess. But <laughs> you should apologize to Sean because he's a new father, I've heard. And uh, I am. I don't yeah. want to set him up for failure on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I have to watch myself. Um, well, I'll remind you, you don't have to drink all how big is this can 19 ounces how big is a stovepipe 19.2 yeah 19.2 you don't have to drink all 19 ounces but if you do it's not i i said not to all right so um i do like it though it's a very good right it's just a i'm enjoying it yeah it's just refreshing actually uh to have a beer like this yeah so I'm sorry I'm not more poetic. I think my hangover is keeping me keeping me from my poetry, but I just feel like this is a tasty, hoppy beer, and that's all it need be, right? It's real classic. There's a lot of pine. There's a lot of uh, like um, 
a little bit of citrus. It's it's just good. It's uh, yeah. it's definitely reminds me of like a really old school piney uh, West yeah. Coast IPA. Agreed, and it might be Lagunitas still exists, right, Kennedy? Yeah, it does. And we can't remember the name of what that that hop oiled twenty two bomber was. Oh, it was like uh, Lagunitas Snooks or something. I want this to be that. I want this to be the can of that. All right, so I'm drinking this. So the other thing we're supposed to do, Sean, is write a sentence on where we drink it. And I feel like this is just like a fire pit beer, right? Hop like stupid. This... Hop stupid was the one. That... Thank you. Yeah. So so this feels like that to me. Um, but this feels like a Tamales Bay to me, eating a Hog Island oysters. Nice, nice. This is. They better be very salty oysters because this <laughs> this beer is already feeling a little sweet to me. You know what I mean? Like like malty sweetness. So I feel like you would need to need to counter that. Um, oh, it's good though. And it's definitely lighting me up already. Damn you, Kennedy, and your monster beers. Just you wait. Oh God. Okay. All right. So what is it? What is it, Kennedy? Hold so you're right. This is uh this is Sierra Nevada. It's a oh all right. It's a version of their torpedo IPA or extra IPA. It's called Atomic Torpedo Juicy West Coast double IPA. It's eight point two. Not that juicy. That's that's a lie. They're doing that for sales. This I is think not it's for a sales too, beer. yeah. Um this is not a juicy beer. This is a very piney beer. Yeah. Um what's atomic mean? I don't know why it's atomic other than it's a little bit boosted. I think a regular torpedo is like seven, seven, two. This is eight, two. So uh, what are those words are on the top of the camp? Family owned, operated, family owned, uh, operated and argued over. Yeah. That's like their I hear that on NPR a lot. It's great. Now that I've unwrapped it, the can art is weird. Well, it's, it's like, like they just them, right with hops. No, no, no. But what I mean is, it, it like it looks like they took a normal size can art and just added four inches to the top of the can. <laughs> like throw another hop up there. Like <laughs> it can't just be empty space, guys. Put a hop. <laughs> um, I'm not sure we have these cans in Georgia. These tall cans. I'm not sure these cans yeah. should be legal. I, I, I don't think they is... leave Brooklyn. I I only see them in bodegas here, and uh, it's. It's crazy the variety that, that they have in these big cans, like, and not just not just big craft like Sierra Nevada, but like uh, Fiddlehead and Industrial Arts and you know these other pretty small breweries. I have to admit, I thought you sent a seltzer, I guess, with the with the shape and the foil. You know, yeah. this yeah. looks more like a, a slim can, right? Because it's so it's uh, so tall. Yeah. Uh, Kennedy, when when you. These are sold as singles. Like people aren't yeah. buying four packs of this, are they? No, these are sold as singles, and they're like between two and three dollars each. So I think it's, you know, you see a lot of construction workers walking around after hour after their shift with uh, these guys in their hand around the train or whatever. Yeah, I, I guess if I was like a Long Island Railroad commuter, this would be a great for the ride home beer. Right. Like that might be where this makes sense three bucks and like you're gonna have a buzz after you drink fuck i already do <laughs> this beer is strong um so let's i guess we that can, we could talk about packaging do you guys do you guys also package with brian cass is that how you got on the show no unfortunately <laughs> not. they don't came that, with iron heart 
Uh, that's that's it. All right. So nice talking to you, Sean. I guess when you do this cast, we'll have you back. How do you guys? We you guys- uh, we got we we actually got lucky. We bought we bought a canning line in December of 2020, and, and it came in like February. Oh wow! Or sorry, December 2019 it came in February 2020. So but are you before, canning your mix? Are you canning your mixed firms as well? Is not yet. Um, not everything. Uh, mostly like all of our log, all of our all of our clean beers are in cans. Um, we we haven't canned any mixed fermentation beer, but it's definitely not off the table. I think we've. I've been talking to Blake a lot at uh, Creature Comforts. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to start doing that, and they kind of have a lab capable of. Um, kind of testing all that stuff so we might we might we might jump on board that's very cool i like i like to hear that it's been a long time since covid kind of knocked out that you know i'll just run over to so-and-so's brewery and they'll do some work for me yeah yeah i'm I'm glad to hear that's coming back um so so when you when you make those beers are you only selling them draft in house or are you bottling them? How are you we bottle those beers? Okay. Yeah, we bottle those beers in 750s and 375s. And we don't we don't do a whole lot. So it's it's uh it it goes pretty fast and um it's you know we're not sitting on a lot of a ton of uh, a ton of bottles. Um, you know, I think we've all seen that those those brands kind of fall fall off the last couple of years, unfortunately. But um it, they they tend to do well with us and uh, we we enjoy making them. Nice, yeah. So keep doing that because the they're they're still my favorite beers. Every time I discover a a good saison, it's like it's like the happiest of events. You know what I mean? It's like, <gasps> where'd this come from? Yeah, we've we've started importing hops from a farm in Belgium. Um, we import hops from a farm and two farms in Germany and one in Belgium. Um, and one of those, uh, the farm in Belgium has just amazing hops. Um, and we use we use whole corn hops and uh, and a variety of pellet hops from from that farm. Um, so we, those go, those go into all of our saisons. We also do, um, uh, clean, cleaner Belgian beers. So we have like a Belgian bitter right now. Um, we have Belgian pellel that we, that, that kind of comes around every two months or so. And we have a table beer that we can. Now, is this, is this just because Yoram makes you and cause he, he needs those <laughs> beers in his life? Or, or, or <laughs> no, I love those beers. Did you yeah, have a no, Belgian, yeah. a Belgian passion prior to teaming up with a Belgian <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a Belgian passion prior. Um, uh, you, you know, you like Jorn and I became roommates uh, when he moved here. Uh, he he kind of um, helped start uh, three taverns. He was the original brewmaster at a brewery in Decatur, Georgia. Okay. So we were roommates for a little while, and um, once the laws changed, we decided to open this brewery. And um, yeah, we we drank a lot of Belgian beer during that time. That's. I mean, that makes sense. So, so. So lagers, Belgian ales, and mixed ferment Belgian inspired beers. That's that's yeah. what we're gonna we're gonna call the portfolio. Oh, and and obviously we make IPAs. Belgian lagers too. Yeah, nice. nice. <laughs> I so I, I'm more I, the the thing I think I glossed over that I should come back to is you're making your IPAs with with lager yeast. Are are you giving it six weeks or is oh no a, no it's it's a pretty it's, it's a, a two pretty week standard flip? two yeah two two to three week. Um, flip yeah i got it all right and those are mostly and, and, like kind of west coast um hops we put in we put in those ipas does this does georgia not make you do the hazy thing or do other people do that enough that you can get away with not doing it yeah i think i think most people know us for for lagers um and there's there's been a couple of breweries pop up here that make very good ipas um so yeah we we still make we make some hazy ipas but um 
they're they're becoming fewer and far between. Um, we were kind of when you guys were to... a pastry town, you were a pastry town with lockers, right? You were correct. The, yeah, yeah. The joke was think... you guys were the hydration <laughs> station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Um, that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, um, we I think we went we went to Green City. I actually didn't go because I just had um, my 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 boy. Um, nice. But, uh, uh, we did take a. Uh, I think we took a West Coast. Um, IP up there. Uh, that was that was uh, fermented with lager yeast. Neat. So so and and you you have no opinion on this this current naming trend of calling IPLs cold, whatever. You're just calling them, just calling well, them IPAs and letting it be. Uh, when I think of IPL, I think of like Jack's Abbey, and it's just um, our beers are nothing like that. Um, okay. And then cold IPA, I think, is kind of reserved for. Um, the people who started making that beer and calling it a cold IPA. I think we just kind of more for us is we like the character. Um, a lot of this came from talks with uh, Bob at uh, Highland Park. I know he kind of does the same thing over there. Um, and it just makes sense for our like yeast management program to, to help kind of extend um, our lager yeast past uh, the generations we stop at for our loggers. Um, so. so, so how heavy are you dry hopping these these if you're if you're cropping and keeping generation to generation um so we uh let me think of, we, we actually do all like uh um metric system <laughs> so uh <laughs> Damn we're it, kind you're of wrong. like around yeah we're kind <laughs> of like around uh let me see um let me think about this um about like our our like kind of like the cold the colder versions are the ones with lager yeast we kind of do it around like four pounds per barrel maybe that's like but i mean uh, but i mean all completely post-firm you're all, not doing any any pre-firm dosing pre yeah we do no time. yeah we do we do like whirlpool and okay um, we'll do like uh extract um at like 60 minutes um like a like a co2 extract and then we'll do some mid uh palate um or mid blow hops, and then we'll do uh, some whirlpool hops, and then we'll dry hop. This all this sounds so yeah. classic beer making to me. Um, it's like refreshing, you know. It's like, oh, you do a sixty minute edition still? I thought I was the last guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. I mean, it's the beers that we prefer to drink. So yeah, um, it's definitely That's not so like awesome. you know. I think people are are really enjoying them, um, especially coming to our brewery in there. Most of the time they're coming there for lager. Um, so it's, it's really great to be able to, to have these beers on as well. Um, and also we like to drink IPAs uh, again, yeah. you know, it's not just this like really heavy kind of thing that you can have like one of, you can have a couple yeah. of these and uh, keep, keep on going, hey, hanging no out doubt. with your friends. No doubt. And keep the conversation spicy. Exactly. Um, you've got me. You've also got me weirdly psyched for a tomato sandwich now. Like I'm gonna have to go find a. I'm gonna have to go find a farmer's market still open afternoon on Sunday. I really, I really love growing tomatoes. I, I used to have a tomato blog, um, which <laughs> shall remain nameless. But uh, Wait, I, I really no, like. No, no, it won't. No, it won't. Tell me about your tomato blog and tell me. It was when I was in college. It's you know, it's it's you know, it's a young, it's a young Sean trying to figure out his way through tomato growing tomatoes and in, in Georgia, what was then a, uh, I was kind of in an I apartment. So yeah, it was fun. Oh, I got so a, I, I used to go to Georgia this. tech. So I have this like, um, 
organic fertilizer recipe that's that's uh, <laughs> really really has helped uh, produce more tomatoes uh, every that's year. That's amazing. Um, now, what's do you have a favorite tomato? Are you an heirloom guy? You I do. Yeah. Guy? Um, a, my favorite tomato is called the green zebra tomato. It's yeah. like a yeah. It's like yep. It's a green tomato. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of turns somewhat yellow when it be- becomes ripe. But um, this year, I got about. I'm, it's just a constant battle with squirrels here. So I'm like, I'm like every, every, it's, I feel like Bill Murray um, <laughs> in uh, Caddyshack. So it's like uh, every day I'm out there trying to figure out which hole they found in my netting, you know, to steal my yep. cucumbers or my tomatoes. So it's, it's been, it's been quite, quite the challenge. I feel like, I feel like a, a serious dad out there, That's... like, you know, just getting really upset with the squirrels. Yep. I love it. That's so the tomatoes might be the most desirable thing people grow. Like I had a buddy who lived in Chicago who had tomato plants on the roof of his six story building and birds found them. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I had aphids to- up there. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Like aphids anytime will- tomatoes yeah. grow, animals find <laughs> something them. finds they them. Do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, no. Sean, do you put mayonnaise on your tomato sandwiches? And if one hundred, one hundred percent, yeah. And it's Dukes, Dukes or what right? kind is your favorite? Dukes. It's Dukes. I go with Dukes. I don't like yeah. Hellman. I mean, my wife's family loves Hellman's, and it's yeah. just too much oh. sugar in there for me. I just think yeah. Dukes is the is the way to go. And I yeah. use I do like one side with um. There's there's multiple tomato sandwiches that I make actually. Um, one is uh, with uh like salted butter on one side with modern salt. The other uh, has mayonnaise with, uh, you know, as much cracked pepper as you want. And then some dill um, and then tomatoes. And then there's the classic, just only mayonnaise and pepper and salt. And then um, I just saw on um, uh, Kenji Lopez all channel one with cupy mayo. So I'm going to try that actually today. Um, Now let's talk about the bread. And then, and then yeah, I swear, yeah, yeah. and then I swear, thieves, <laughs> I'll stop food geeking. But uh, does each one of these sandwiches have a specific bread? Are you a sourdough guy? Are you a French guy? Where where are you at on the bread? With the bread, um, I usually go uh, with that first one with the butter. Um, I'll do sourdough um, with right. the uh, the just the, the mayonnaise, tomato, salt, pepper, simple situation. It's it's always kind of something white along those lines of like Wonder Bread. Ooh. Um, with one side toasted, the side that's inside. And then, um, this, uh, this Kenji recipe calls for Japanese white bread, which I don't have, but I'm going to just use the, the wonder bread. Uh, thing. Right. I'm against the wonder bread, but I get it. I'm not, <laughs> it must be a Southern thing, Augie, but it is a Southern thing. Very yeah. white bread only for yeah. the sandwiches. Ooh. No, yeah. thank you. No, thank you for me. It's so up here, one of our local brewers, um, you know, did the rounds. He used to brew a cane and then he went through a, 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 um, local, you know, tavern and his name's Travis. He's a great guy, but he's, he's given up being one of the better brewers around here to be probably the best bread maker around here. So I just, you know, text him. He's got, he's like one of those people with like an Instagram account. And the bread's all sold out before it's made. And I'm like, can you please remember that we're friends and save me some bread and then I'll, I'll get his bread and use it for, for sandwiches. And actually it's, you're hitting on a tradition. So Carton's anniversary is August 11th and we all know that's when you eat tomatoes. So my original brew partner, Jesse usually still comes down for our anniversary every year and we just make BLTs 
you know, like sheet tray bacon, every tomato cut and salted 24 hours ahead. And then between every beer, you run for a BLT to try to keep yourself sensible. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's a, it's a, it's a tradition I'm willing to share with you. Definitely do it. It's a good way to get to know people. And it kind of hints at how the year's going, right? If it's the same day every year, how the tomatoes taste is how the farm yeah, is going. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we get, them, we get them early as May here. Actually, it's pretty. It's pretty oh, long season. Um, I'm so kind of, I've been eating. Well, you have a, a lot of tomato sandwiches. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. So it's a good thing. I like that tradition. Uh, Kennedy, do you have a letter, or are we going straight to Cass? We're going straight to Cass. But wait, I want to ask uh, Sean a question. Go go go. Um, about their branding because I see, you know, I live in I live in Brooklyn, which is a pretty pretty hip area, I guess. So hip, so hip. But I see so a lot hip. of some would call it hipster. I don't, you know, I don't see halfway crooks beer around a lot, but I see a lot of your logger hats around in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I'm those have uh, those have exploded. Yeah. How many uh, how many hats you send to New York every every uh, quarter? There are a lot. There Tell are me about the hat. I don't know the hat. Tell me about the hat. So the hat is, um, it actually came from, um, you know, Yorn used to be, a, or Yorn is a, a, you know, huge. I mean, if you've ever seen him on the dance floor, um, when, when, uh, when European uh, dance music comes on it, it gets, it gets pretty fun to watch. Um, is that right? Yeah. Um, I think he finally made it back on. So Yorn, I'll let you uh, go into this if you, if you want to join, but um Gonna have to step in. Oh, you sound much better. Yay! <laughs> Hi, Jordan. Welcome I'm in, back. Uh, I'm in Dublin, Georgia. Nice. Oh, wow. Well, the Wi Fi works. Yeah. Yeah. I lost you guys there for a minute. Sorry. No worries. So tell about us about the, the hat. You came, at, you came in at exactly the right minute. Tell me about this, this logger hat that I've never seen that Kennedy sees at all the fixie bike shops and espresso stands. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we we sold a lot of those. Definitely, it took off during the the pandemic. Um, but it, it it comes. Sorry, I'm a little. Uh, I lost. We can my, hear you. Uh, we can hear you fine, though. Yeah, yeah, you sound yeah. good. Yeah. Um, it comes from. Uh, it's a song called "Born Slippy" by Underworld. Um, you maybe know it from the, the movie uh, Train Spotting. Okay. okay. And um, we were talking to our uh, to our branding people about oh it would be funny like that song where they they like go like logger 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 and logger. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they do it four and, times. Uh, <laughs> the brothers basically made a hat of it, and we we thought it was pretty cool. And uh, it was one of our first hats that we had. And it, it's, yeah, started to live its own life. We, we don't really, it doesn't really say halfway crooks on it or anything. So. And now I, now I got to find this hat. Kennedy, how many do you have? Are you, are you, I, I don't have any, but are I, you the point I of sale? I see people wearing them and I'm like, oh yeah, that, that hat. The, the first person I saw wearing it, my friend Chris Bala, who used to be in the beer industry, now in the wine industry, uh, but yeah, I was like, what is that hat? And he was like, halfway crooks. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I, I know that's about That's awesome. That. Yeah. Well, now I know I that's about what it. was, yeah, that's what was fun about it is like, we didn't, we decided we just, you know, people were like, why didn't you put your name on it? And it's like, well, we, we don't really, you know, we want people to just kind of ask like what, like where they got that and, and what it is. And it's, it kind of speaks for itself. Um, 
but it's it's fun. Um, uh, it's been I've seen it all over the world. I've, I saw it in Germany. Um, <laughs> I've seen it all over the United United States. We ship we ship some to like Eastern Europe. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. And anything that supports the lager culture, I'm a hundred percent behind. I was wearing my my John Hall's already been cease and desisted on it. Uh, defend Pilsner t-shirt yesterday. And I, I always love the reactions it gets. People are like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, so go buy some motherfucker. Stop by. And <laughs> <laughs> like, like you can't, you can't just high five me for my shirt while you're drinking an, uh, you know, a DDH double IPA. You've got to buy the Pilsners once you have yeah. me. anyway. All right. So Cass, tell them how to give us money so I can buy one of these hats. Yes. Uh, donate to our lager, lager, lager hat fund at <laughs> patreons.com slash steal this beer. Uh, thanks to all the Patreons that do kick us bucks every month. It does go a long way uh, to get our guests these fine beers. Write us some letters. We need them. Um, tell us about your favorite tomato sandwich at steal this beer podcast. Yeah. Follow us on all the socials at steal this beer and see what we're drinking on untapped. And it sounds to me like if you're in Georgia, you guys should definitely hit halfway crooks. But I guess if you're in, I don't know, Czech Republic, just buy the hat. Um, guys, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you being here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kennedy gave me some uh, some post hangover stress disorder with this live and salty margarita beer. <laughs> but uh, but I definitely I definitely enjoyed the conversation. And next time we're down there, I'll definitely be in. The next time you guys are up in New York, once that kid's old enough to babysit itself. Um, come, Bring your bike when you come down. I will. Gonna, Dude, that's gonna, all. Is that right? right. That's yeah. done. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, enjoy your ride, man. Like Thank gravel you. riding. Gravel riding is definitely something I need to focus on after I kill myself in France next month. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I did the tour of Flanders uh, this year, too. That was that's a lot of fun. Um, it's actually starts in the town that you went to. Um, or ends in the town that Jorn went to uh, high school in. So wait, um, the, the actual tour of Flanders you did? Yeah, I yeah, mean not the yeah. like not the I did the sportive. Okay, I, I was like, dude, I'm, not, I'm now I'm not bringing my bike. I don't want to be buried in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the amazing. day before the actual uh, the, the 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 race. So you get to you get to do the same. It's close to the same route, and then you get to watch the race the next day. It's a, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. So neat. All right. Well, so some riding is in our future. All right, y'all get at us and thank you.